across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a great guest today. I have Mr. Dan Forsman on the line, and Dan is with Berkshire Hathaway and formerly Prudential, and he runs a huge conglomerate of offices and agents, and I'm going to let him give you all the details on the numbers because I would mess them up for sure. But without further ado, Dan, welcome to Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Pat, it is my honor to be here today. I'm super juiced about it and I look forward to a great conversation and hopefully your audience can get some real value and insight as to kind of what I do and uh, find something of value that they can take and put to work in their business. Hey, so Dan, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself, a little bit about what you do and who you do it for and who you are as a person so they can get to know you better. Cool. Okay. Well, kind of my story, I guess the cliff note version. I got into real estate 30 years ago, actually was an, an accountant, a controller. Um, my wife and I had a baby, Jennifer, and I was traveling, Pete Marwick, Big 8, and now it's the Big 4, and I uh, wanted to come off the road. So I took a job with a small real estate company. It was Merrill Lynch Realty at the time, six offices and 180 agents, uh, to be their controller. A couple years later, I was their relocation director. I didn't even know what that was, but I learned about sales. I learned about marketing. I learned about listings. And, you know, right about that time, we headed into the RTC debacle, if you remember that. It was REO. It wasn't like the Great Recession we had in 08. And then the company was put up for sale. So we went from Merrill Lynch Realty, and then the company was acquired by Prudential. And then I had the chance to buy the business back. And I bought it back with a guy named Ed Urbisfield, who was the founder. We ran it together. That was in 91. And in 99, I bought the business from him and owned it and ran it. And then in uh, 2013, Mr. Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway came along and uh, Home Services of America bought my company. And in December of 2013, we rebranded from Prudential Georgia Realty to Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Georgia Properties. And so long story short, we went from six offices, 180 agents, a little under 200 million. And this last year, we ended with almost 3.1 billion in sales, just under 1,400 agents. And we did a little over 11,000 transactions. So uh, wow. it was really cool hanging out in Atlanta. Got to see the Olympics. Got to see all that. I'm not a native Georgian. I came to Georgia. I kind of did a kind of a weird thing. I came here on a bus, Greyhound bus, hitchhiked out and got a job on the shrimp boats, kind of like Forrest Gump. And I ran a boat <laughs> for two and a half years. And I, I got done doing that and decided I didn't want to smuggle pot or, you know, or deal with illegals to make a living. That's when the, um, the Mariel boat lift was going on out of Cuba. And so I quit doing that and came to University of Georgia, UGA, go dogs, and uh, majored in accounting, the only class I'd ever really made an A in in my life. And, you know, graduated from there, came to Atlanta, met my wife, and, you know, I've been very blessed and fortunate to lead a great company through a lot of interesting changes. Okay, so you have, what'd you say, 1,400 or 14,000? What was it? 
1,400 agents. 1,400 agents. under 1,400 today, yeah. Okay, so how do you, like, what's a guy that oversees 1,400 agents do on a day-to-day basis? Like, what what exactly, I mean, that's a that's a huge, a huge amount of agents to have to think about. What do you, what do you do? What does your day look like? You know, Pat, I get up at 5.30 every day. I do my prayer and meditation. I study and I start thinking about, you know, how I can influence today. You know, it's a sales marketing company. What can I do today that's going to create a positive influence in somebody's life? Lever that situation so it kind of transcends into more than just one individual. Uh, so I kind of go through making my to-do list, whether it's managing brokers, they need a lift, um, finding, you know, something they could do better or different or learn from them. There's a lot that can be learned just by watching. You know, share that, create the to-do list and, you know, deal with marketing, deal with accounting, deal with leases, uh, deal with legal um, try to keep the organization, you know, going and growing, developing a theme every year, you know, invigorating the sales force. I think people are what they think about. You know, one of my great mentors and friends, Tom Ferry, has been very instrumental in my growth. Brian Buffini was, you know, as you go back through that, the guy about the business from at Irvisfield was, you know, so, so I get up and I read and I fill my mind full of really good things. And then I go out and try to make a difference every day and, and use the position I have to influence others, to do something they might not have otherwise done. Uh, and, and to finish the drill, I like to say focus, follow one course until successful. So my job really is to help others do more than they might otherwise do in my absence. Okay, great. So tell me about your transition here, you know, your sale to Warren Buffett. So what was that like? How did you get into conversations with Berkshire Hathaway? And and how has the movement been now that you are Berkshire Hathaway instead of Prudential? You know, we came through the Great Recession of, you know, 08, 09, and 2010. And we were, you know, our battleship had taken some hits. You know, we'd, we'd patched the torpedoes, we had the ammunition, but we didn't have as much as we needed. And I kind of knew that, you know, once you go through something like that in Atlanta, which was a great reset, and I saw companies go bankrupt and out of business, I actually entered the recession path as the number six company in the market and came out as number one. Awesome. Uh, which is, which is kind of cool. And, and I realized that there's going to be another recession. It's not if, it's when. And I looked around and I said, you know, I got to do something that's going to be in the best interest of the agents that obviously is going to work for me personally. And I looked around and this guy that I'd known forever by the name of Ron Peltier. Now, he's an amazing man. He's the founder and the chairman of Home Services of America. I had a long term relationship with him and and we talked and he had just acquired the Prudential brand and was launching the Berkshire Hathaway real estate franchise. And while they hadn't had any franchises yet, their plan was to do that. And I could see in my mind's eye that they were onto something just amazing. You know, Buffett's companies, Mr. Buffett's companies are the most admired companies in the world. He's always one of the most admired guys. He's a very smart man. You know, he's got a lot of great quotes on there. And so I began discussions with them and I came to the conclusion very quickly that, you know, they wanted to buy the company, but they also wanted to give me the autonomy to run it at a local level keep the same family atmosphere, the the esprit de corps, the most admired, to embrace, be on the cutting edge, be an early adopter, not the bleeding edge of things. And so I made the decision to sell to him. In the process, I had the opportunity to rebrand the company and choose when I got to do that or if I even did it. And they had the Prudential brand, the real living brand, and Berkshire Hathaway. So I said, you know what? I want to do Berkshire Hathaway. 
but I don't want to be the first. You know, I'd like to convert my company at the slowest time of the year possible so as to not be disruptive to my agents and my realtors. And we made the decision to do that on uh, December 10th of 2013. And at the time, we had right at 1,000 agents. So from then until now, you know, we grew the company from 1,000 agents to 1,400 uh, the rebranding took a year to launch the brand into the market. We had to do things that we'd never done before. It was, you know, the franchise was in its infancy. They did a real good job with the brand. And we got to do that. In the second year, you know, we introduced a luxury element. All the while, we kept, you know, true to our core values, who we were, and, and we grew our company. And it's been an amazing couple of years. Uh, it's hard to believe it's, you know, we're coming up on our third year since I sold the business this year in March. So what other companies does HMS or, or, you know, Home Services, Berkshire Hathaway, what other company or brand names do they own? They own a lending company, Home Services Lending. Right. They're part of the whole Berkshire Hathaway family of companies, you know, which are vast. Right, um, but what about real that, estate? Like, don't they own Century 21 and parts of no, Colorado no, no, Bank no, no, as no, well? No. no, no, they don't own those. Uh, what they own is they own the old Prudential franchise. They own the Real Living franchise. They own the Berkshire Hathaway Home Services franchise. That's run by Stephen Phillips and Gino Bafari. They've got a portfolio of real estate companies that are both branded and not branded. I'm a branded company. We'll call them franchised companies. Yeah. Then they've got, you know, their portfolio of legacy companies. Let's put that title on them because they are. They're great companies. They're generally leading companies in the market with dominant market share. Better with homes great and gardens. Do they own part of that? That's the NRT companies, Better Homes and Gardens, oh, Sotheby's, okay. Caldwell Banker. It's, it. okay. That's a whole different that's brand. That's NRT. Richard okay. Smith. I got you. Yeah, that's, that's the NRT and the hotels and all that. And, and so, you know, like Ontario Real Estate, Long Realty, Adina Real Estate, those are the, kind of their legacy companies here in Atlanta. Uh, we share the market with Harry Norman Realtors. Uh, but, you know, across America, you got Berkshire Hathaway, Southern California, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, California Properties, New England Properties, uh, Fox and Roach, uh, Larry Flick and those guys, Jerry Greiser, what a great company they have. So they're, Do you they're think it'll all make sense? Do you think it'll make sense someday to put them all together, kind of how you're doing it, and just make them all Berkshire Hathaway real estate? Do you think that'll eventually happen? You know, it's, it's hard to say because there's some, all real estate, there's a new term out there. You probably heard it, glocal. You know, go global, but stay local. <laughs> and and there's there's, you know, globally you might say, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But when you drill down into the local market, you know, like here in Atlanta, Georgia, they've got a great legacy brand, Harry Norman Realtors. You know, that's an amazing, there's a lot of value in that. Consumers know it. They see it. Long Realty uh, out there in Arizona. You know, if you were to um, go to Minneapolis, uh, there's a Dyna Real Estate. Why do you want to take that brand down, create all that disruption in the market for the sake of, you know, a franchise? I think, you know, in, in the country, certainly the two can coexist. The, the, the way that they run their companies gives the leader the operating autonomy to run their business. You know, you got to, you got to comply with governance. You got to comply with legal, but those are good things. They're not bad things. They're good things. You know, there's a budget process you go through, which I went through when I owned my company anyway, but I, I don't necessarily see that it has to happen. It's certainly something that could happen. I know the competitors love to spin it and say, Oh yeah, that's going to happen tomorrow. And they use it in the recruiting wars. But I think that's self-serving. When you look at the value, that being part of that family of companies under the umbrella of Berkshire Hathaway brings to the table and the stability, the financial stability, the leadership stability, you know, the thought leadership that exists by being part of that, you know, I don't see anybody forcing that anytime soon and I don't see a reason for it. 
Right, right. Uh, it, it reminds me, I was at a basketball game two days ago, and there's a big Merrill Lynch sign. It says Merrill Lynch, and then it says a Bank of America, and I thought... Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same sort of th- same sort of thing. You know, Bank of America could certainly call it Bank of America Wealth Management, but they just never changed it. You know, they kept it Merrill Lynch because that's what people know and trust and and think about. So it's sort of the same idea. You, you know, it is. And, and on that same token, you know, we were a part of Merrill Lynch. They sold the company. You know, the stock guys didn't want to embrace real estate as a core service. Then we became part of Prudential. You know, it was insurance, real estate, financial planning, and something else. They never really embraced the idea. The cool thing about Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, the real estate brand, is Mr. Buffett embraces the idea. He likes to, you know, boring is better, a stable business. People are always going to need a home, you know. So I think, you know, he's lent the brand. The intrinsic value of Berkshire Hathaway is ginormous. I think everybody in the market knows who they are. And it's an aspirational brand, Pat. So you could be, you know, moving out of a double wide to a first-time homeowner, that's, an, you know, that's something you aspire to do. It's a brand that works there. It's also a brand that works in the very high end, the luxury real estate end, the luxury portfolio end. You know, the luxury collection is what we utilize here in Atlanta and throughout the, the network in the country. And they're doing a great job of embracing that. You also have a move afoot because we have commercial real estate is one of the disciplines under the umbrella of the franchise and of my company. So all those things kind of work together, if you follow what I'm saying. The yeah, lever is one plus one equals four plus one equals 10. You know, you, <laughs> you, you, you get the leverage when you're there and you can't help but feel the synergy when you're around Ron Peltier and Bob Moline and the other leaders. I mean, here in Atlanta, Georgia, I've got Dan Palmer and, and the great people over at Harry Norman. I got 20 offices here in my company and 1,400 just amazing agents. Yeah. So they, they get it. They see the vision, most admired, and uh, we're just we're just blazing the trail, rolling forward and deliver an exceptional service in the market. That's great. It makes a lot of sense. So tell me about dot-com scores, because that's something really interesting that you've been doing with your agents. I've done something different in the market here in November and December by really embracing Zillow Group and the value they bring to the table. And when you get in a call with a customer, you go to see a consumer to list their property, and that's what we do. You know, we show properties, we buy homes, and then we list properties and help people sell houses, buy homes, sell houses. And I know you get the difference there, emotionally and, and, and practically speaking. Well, when, when you walk in nowadays or you put somebody in your car, you know, what's the app they got on their phone? It's Zillow, right? You know, so you see Zillow, you see Trulia, you see Realtor.com, and that's where the consumer eyeballs are going. And yet, as, as realtors, I, I've seen this change happen in the last, oh gracious, probably two years to where they've kind of separated themselves from the real estate brokerage website. You know, so mine's bhhsga.com. We got a great search. We got three three home value uh, estimates on there. We got amazing tools for consumers on the back end. But that website is really for people who are in relationship already with my agents. Those who aren't in relationship with an agent, that the gap between where we are and where Zillow, Trulia, and Realtor.com's at appears to be growing. Have you, have you seen that trend happen across the country? Yeah, absolutely. So, so what we did recently is we, um, Home Services negotiated this great deal with um, Zillow Group, and we put our agents' profiles up so we could you know, get surveyed and rated by yeah, consumers. Sure. We, we put all our solds in there so you know, we could you know, more readily do a better job with values. We bought a little bit of advertising there, but not as much as you would think in order to, to put our agents up there to interface and relate with consumers in a way that hasn't been done before. 
And, you know, we've been awarded that Zillow gave us an award yesterday. It's like a Zillow group broker. I got, I'd have to send you the press release to not misstate what it said, but you know, they've acknowledged our leadership in the business and, you know, we're just simply trying to redefine real estate. And the, the cool thing about what we're doing and probably is what's driving your show and ratings is everything's changing, man. I mean, you can't, you can't do what you did a year ago and expect it to work today. I mean, customer service always works, but how you reach with your consumer, how you communicate, look at us Skyping right now. You know, two years ago, we couldn't have done that. I mean, we could have, it had been edgy, it had been difficult, right. but today it, it's easy to grab a line, download the app and zoink, we're on here. Yes. You know, and so I see, I see Zillow embracing some really cool tools. Uh, Realtor.com is doing the same thing. You know, they're, they're changing their methodology and how they uh, approach people. You know, Truya had Truya voices and what they did out there. And so Yahoo Real Estate's in the game. And as you look at uh, the dot-com score, you see where, where people are at as opposed to what you want to believe. Because, you know, if you're a Century 21 company or, you know, a legacy branded company, you spend all this money and effort promoting your brand, but you might be better served spending your money on advertising. Uh, some of these other portals that were, you know, once viewed and maybe are evil, but to a broker, but that's where the consumers are and that's where you need to go play. Right, right. And and so you're making it easy for your agents by setting up all their profiles from day one and then teaching them and educating them, uh, you know, push, push people. Hey, listen, if, if you're happy, please uh, hit this link and give me a review on Zillow. Give me a review on Railder.com, that sort of thing. Absolutely. You know, every year there's change that happens. I mean, goodness gracious, look at, you know, you sleep every night, you wake up every day, there's a change of seasons, the leaves come to the trees, they, they grow, they die, some trees bear fruit one year, some year they don't. And, and, and what drives all that change is, is happening in, a, in, a, in our industry today. And we better be cognizant and keep our eye on not the next shiny penny, but what makes sense. Because, uh, you know, I think, I think to their credit, Zillow, uh, has made it easy. It's not a shiny penny. It's just, you know, here it is, go do it. They want people to use their site. They want agents to use it. So we're doing it. So let's talk about that same sort of theme here while, while we're on the subject. So, you know, I know NAR originally was going to come out with a more of a universal rating system, and then it, it kind of went away. I haven't heard much about it since then, no. but it only makes sense to me you know, if you have Yelp out there and you're able to go to a restaurant and say, man, that sushi that I ate gave me food poisoning and this place is terrible, don't come back. Or you're able to go to Amazon.com and say, you know, this is the worst book I ever read in my life, don't buy it. Why is it that the consumer can't really do that without going to all these different places out there like Zillow that are pro-agent, so to speak? Why has that not come around and there hasn't been just one that has taken over that market? Yeah, I, I think the reason is it's such a disintermediated industry. It's, it's very diversified. There isn't any one, you know, if you look at my market, there's not a broker in Atlanta, Georgia that's got over, you know, 7% market share. And if you look in Atlanta, Georgia, 60% of the agents aren't realtors, but they do one in four transactions. Your realtor population does four to one for the non-realtor. So there's, there's, there's a lot of licensees in the business. There aren't a huge number of what I'd call great professionals who are separating themselves from the pack. And that's one of the things I'm trying to do in my company as we redefine real estate is create a company of real estate professionals that are realtors that embrace uh, ratings and, and giving consumers what they need so they can make better and more educated choices. My, my 21-year-old daughter uh, came home from college 
uh, over winter. And, you know, we would, we'd go to restaurant a couple times a week. And on the way, she would look them up on Yelp and suddenly, you know, start talking about the menu and what was good and what was this and what was that. And, you know, so I, it transcended to me. It was very easy to see that consumers want to do the same thing with the real estate agent. You know, they want somebody who knows what they're doing. Heck, it's the biggest transaction that most people will ever do in their life. Financially, it makes up the largest portion of anyone's net worth. So we embraced Real Satisfied, which is a, a, uh, a rating that you can do on Realtor.com. So we kind of sync with that. And then we also embrace doing our ratings on Zillow. And I don't think others are. I think consumers want to know. Yeah, I hadn't uh, heard about to... Real Satisfied. So tell me about that. Well, Real Satisfied is a rating system that we launch. We shoot emails out um, to consumers, you know, when we have closings uh, to get their feedback on their experience. When we get it back, we post it up on our website. And I think at the same time, that rating goes on to Realtor.com. So, so what's also going on is, you know, there are people in the real estate experience that don't have a great experience. Pat, I mean, you know, hello, you know, when a, a large, you know, when when the interest requirements to get in are low, not everyone has a great experience. And so, I think people, some of the realtors or real estate agents who aren't realtors, are concerned that consumers are going to have something that may not be so nice to say, and so therefore they don't embrace it. I, on the other hand choose to embrace it and get my agents to do it because people want an authentic relationship. They want authentic data so they can make a real decision. And I think that's a good thing. And so I think the use of ratings by consumers, the, the realtors who are concerned about it, see, see when, you, when, you, when you post up a, a Zillow rating, you, don't have, you can't edit it. And so it's raw data. We're straight from what the consumer says. You know, and that, that's problematic for people who don't have a good experience, the realtor that is. And so I embrace it. Not everybody does. Yeah, maybe the reason is they didn't have such a great experience. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, you could do it for contractors on Angie's list. Uh, you could do it for restaurants. Oh, yeah. And you could do it for, for realtors, too. But it's it's very scattered. You know, there's not one leading spot to put it on. A lot of places are simply rating things on Google now. But it's it's still dis disseminated, it seems. It's still kind of spread very thin. And I'm, I'm sort of waiting for one resource to be there that is only real estate agent ratings. No, I, I got it. I think that's what Zillow's trying to do. They're trying to corner the market on that because they've got the eyeballs. You know, they've got a lot of pro. That's why I put my profiles up there. You know, I've got to be multidimensional about this. I don't know if the ratings there are going to rate higher and be more authentic than the ratings on my website, which we're trying to get as, as hard as we are with Zillow or the ratings on realtor.com, which we're leveraging to real satisfied. So we're trying to get there if you follow what i'm saying the different strategies yeah. i have yeah and you're embracing it and, and you're embracing well, it and you're you're signing them up you know from day one which i love i mean you're saying hey this, well, well, what this did, is part of the deal and gretzky, we're going to get you these reviews for you we're going to send out these emails for you well you know gretzky always said skate to where the puck's going to be and that's what made him great yes. that's what ron peltier says and i would i would say that's what we're trying to do i think the consumer wants to see it so why are we fighting it let's go get it for him let's help him get it and that's what we did with Zillow by giving them all them solds. And, you know, hopefully consumers will get out there and my agents will get engaged. And they are. And we're seeing ratings pop up. And that's going to drive usage and traffic to my agents. And, you know, it'll also give me better agents who will be more responsive to the needs of their clients and customers. 
That's great. That's great. I love that. I love that a lot. So if 2016, we're in the year now, it looks like it's going to be a great year. What is one piece of advice that you would give your 1,400 agents out there that you think all agents across the world, and we're in 70 plus countries now of real estate agents listening to this podcast. So what one piece of advice would you like to give them that you would normally give to to your agents on how to make this the best year and what to be prepared for this year? You know, real simple, Pat. If you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. And have a business plan. Put it in writing. Have a life theme. Put it in writing. Put your goals down. Document your wits. What do you want to just be outstanding at? You know, have a daily plan. Work it. You know, know what you're going to do before you go into the office. Stay focused on prospecting. I know this is more than one thing, but you got to have a plan. You got to have a document. You got to have a place you can go to. So that when you wake up every day, you kind of know what to do. You're going to have a whirlwind, a whirlwind of contracts, a whirlwind of, you know, leads coming in, a whirlwind of appointments, a whirlwind of listings. But, you know, how are you going to control your business to give you the life you want as opposed to having your business control your life? Uh, so you can give your clients and customers the service that they expect and deserve. So we, I mean, in my company, can be the most admired you know, company in Atlanta, Georgia. We did that last year. We, we won awards with, you know, CEO and all this other stuff. Uh, but, but, you know, I, I firmly believe in being very grounded and having a business plan. We've embraced uh, Tom Ferry and, and his company. He's the number one educator out there in the world right now, or the real estate world as far as I can tell. And, you know, he talks about that, coaching someone else to keep you accountable. And, you know, I think you need to be part of a culture that embraces accountability, that focuses on positive change, and, and helps you achieve your goals. But again, like I said at the beginning, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. You got to put down what you want to be at the end of the year if that's where you're going to get. Yeah, well, I love it. Well, obviously, two years ago, you put down you wanted to be significantly ahead of a thousand agents, and now you're, you know, close to 1,400. So it's working for you. So I commend you on that, and I commend you on. All you're doing, not only for the Berkshire Hathaway agents in Georgia, but for all the agents that are listening to this podcast, thank you for being so candid, and thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on the show today. Pat, it's been an honor. You know, I get to wake up every day and work for the most amazing agents on the planet. They inspire me. You know, they're, they're the last bastion of real capitalism in America, if you stop and think about it. They're independent contractors, you know, and I won't say they're a dying breed. They're an inspirational breed of people. And, you know, they wake up every day and they get to, you know, help consumers with the biggest. They're the gatekeepers of the American dream. When someone wants to find a home, you know, they, they help them do it. It's that place where everyone wants to migrate to to create the memories. And they're so amazing at what they do. And they sacrifice so much for their clients and customers and my brokers, you know, who help help them do the real estate transactions and the staff and the technology that you package around it and the marketing that we do. It's just a great place to be the one-stop shop, the core service with the title and home services lending, and our lenders are so committed to our realtors, committed to their clients and customers. It's a really cool place to be. At least it is in my company in Atlanta, Georgia, and I would imagine it is across America from the, the principals and the proprietors I know and the great realtors I've had the privilege to meet with. Thank you very much for uh, the time to be on your show today. And I'm going to put all of Dan's information on hybendigital.com backslash Dan Forsman, F-O-R-S-M-A-N. Thanks, Dan. Thank you very much, Pat. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this session of Real Estate Rockstars. I'm Pat Hyben, and I appreciate you spending time tuning in for some rock-solid advice. I encourage you to take action on something that you have connected with. 
These insights, along with goal setting, will help carry you to achieving your destiny. Visit hybendigital.com for resources, how to's, ebooks, and so much more. Also, reach out to us on Twitter. My handle is at Pat Hyben. And don't forget, Rockstar Nation, keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.